It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What is up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast. It's a Monday, a Monday after a weekend in which the Reds officially won their 73rd ball game. Which, do you know what that means? That means that for the first year since 2014, the Reds' losing column will be less than 90. That's right, Reds fans. It's time to celebrate. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I get it. The Reds, we had... A little bit of higher hopes, right? We we were hoping maybe for 500 ball or something like that this season, and it didn't quite happen out just that way. But they've taken a step, and they're they're getting ready for an off season that is going to really. I mean, this is this is where the rebuild stops. The rebuild stopped back at the trade deadline when they officially went after Trevor Bauer. Now I know that he's not been everything that we've hoped for just yet. And we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes in more detail. There was a great interview between he and C. Trent in The Athletic after Sunday's ballgame. But this offseason is going to bring winning baseball to the Cincinnati Reds. It's going to because it has to. And we've got some ideas. I've got some things I'm going to look at, some potential free agents the Reds could target According to an MLB.com article that says these are some potential free agent players that could be available. We're going to look at that here in a minute and uh, just briefly recap the weekend that was. I'm not super crazy interested in the minute, you know, results and all that different stuff. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I know they didn't win and all that, but we've kind of moved past the point of yelling and screaming about wins and losses as the season winds down. But before we get into all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the Himalaya Podcasting app, all of those wonderful good things. Wherever you can find a podcast, hit that subscribe button for the Lockdown Reds podcast. Also, check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone. You're going to want that this off season. We're going to be all about listener reaction, listener thoughts as there's going to be plenty of things to talk about. I firmly believe that with this front office. And that number is 513-549-0159. Now, the weekend that was, the Reds dropped two out of three to the Mets. Kind of got their clocks cleaned on Friday night. Saturday, they did get the win in a very masterfully pitched game by Anthony DeSclafani. And then on Sunday... Trevor Bauer kind of ran into more of the same issues as a big inning bit him, and the Reds lost 6-3. to three. 
and it kind of feels like the Reds are just positioning other teams in better spots against their National League Central rivals that are in the wild card race. The Cubs are fading fast, and now the Reds have the Brewers coming to town, a chance to play spoiler with them after giving the Mets two wins out of three and a possible little uh, movement there for the Mets to try and hold on to some kind of wild card hopes as the Brewers currently hold the second wild card spot. But with all that being said, Sunday brought about a performance from Trevor Bauer that was more of the same. Ever since he came to the Reds, he's been plagued by the big inning. It just seems like there's one inning during every single one of his starts that he gives up just a whole bunch of runs. It was four on Sunday. Of course, he had the really bad one about a month or two ago against the Washington Nationals where he gave up eight runs in one inning. And we're not going to sit here and say, well, I think uh, Bauer's done. I think this was a bad trade. No, 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 no. I tell you what. I mentioned this book on Friday. If you have not done so, check out the book MVP Machine. Trevor Bauer is a central figure in the book, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he has a work ethic that you will not believe when it comes to Major League Baseball pitchers. And he's got all the new technology, the TrackMans and Rapsodo cameras, all those different things to help him get better. So in the offseason, he's going to figure out what's going on. Although it was interesting. I don't know who of you are not subscribed to The Athletic. I highly recommend you do so. It's totally worth the money that you put out to, to subscribe to the athletic, but C. Trent had an interview with Trevor Bauer after Sunday's game. And one of the things that stood out to me in that interview stood out to a lot of people that have read it. In fact, one of the first comments in the comment section was how many times he said, I don't know. But in the interview, C. Trent was just kind of asking about, you know, what, what it's been like for him working through these struggles and seeing the inconsistent results since he's become a red. And Trevor Bauer made, made a point to say that he's happy here. He's, he's been very happy with his time, albeit short time here so far in Cincinnati. He said that he comes to the ballpark in a great mental state. He's ready to go in a very positive state. And then all of a sudden, just the wheels fall off. And as the first comment that I saw in the comment section stated, he said the phrase, I don't know, 19 different times in this interview. That was the theme. The theme was, C. Trent would be like, so what do you think the struggles are? Where do you think it's coming from? Is it mechanical? Is it your stuff? What's going on? And most of the time, Trevor Bauer said, I don't know. Because he kept saying, he's like, you know, the, the, you know, the pitches are there. I'm locating it. I'm putting the pitch where I want to put it. I'm following the scouting reports that we set out before the game. He says, I even mix it up. Some game, you know, one game, I'll completely ignore the scouting report, but I get the exact same result if I'm studied up on the scouting report. So he said that I don't know a whole bunch of times. And now you could take it as one thing and say, well, <laughs> if he doesn't know, well, what are we thinking having him on the playoff or roster next year? But then David Bell, and uh, C. Trent talked to David Bell for a minute about 
Trevor Bauer as well. And David Bell made the point. He's like, I love it. He says, I, I understand that it's frustrating seeing the numbers and the results and all that stuff, but I love the fact that he is struggling right now because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, he says, I have absolutely no doubt that he's going to be ready for next year, that he is going to be good, and he's going to be a key member of the rotation next season. So I, I'm signing with David Bell. I'm signing with the book. MVP machine talks about his work ethic, talks about there's no one else in baseball better equipped to improve himself through lots of practice, lots of work. He's going to buckle down during the offseason. He's going to be just fine. And I've seen a lot of ideas floating around about what the Reds could do with him in the offseason. We're going to address that and address some other ideas of what the front office could see through free agency. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com slash locked to get 20% off your first purchase today. That's bombas.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I tell you, getting a ticket to an event right now, you've got a lot of options. There are some great options out there to get a ticket to a Reds game, a concert. I mean, for me, I love the fact that you can go to Vivid Seats, download the Vivid Seats app, and they have a rewards program. That's something that no one else is doing right now. For your concert tickets, for your game tickets, check out Vivid Seats today, and I'll tell you what you need to do. You download the Vivid Seats app. And you enter promo code POSTSEASON, that's all one word, P-O-S-T-S-E-A-S-O-N, and you're going to receive up to $100 off your first order. Here's the deal with Vivid Seats. Whenever you download and create your profile, you're going to be automatically enrolled in their rewards program. It's not something you have to purchase. There's no annual fee. It's not anything like that. And you get a percentage back for every ticket purchase that you make. And that reward can go to, you know, free tickets in the future. So not only do you get some nice prices on some events that you're looking for, but you also get the ability to have a free event in the future. Check out Vivid Seats with a promo code POSTSEASON. Also want to thank today's sponsor for the Lockdown Reds podcast, Blue Chew. We've mentioned Blue Chew before on the Locked On Reds podcast episodes. What I always tell everyone is it works fast. And you know the promo code. Just go to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E chew.com and enter promo code MLB. You're going to get your first order free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. But it works faster because it's a chewable. And the way that you get it, you just go to bluechew.com. You fill out a questionnaire, talk to a pharmacist there on the website. There's no awkward in-person doctor visits. You're not going to CVS and standing in a line or anything like that. No, no, no. You just go to bluechew.com. And if it's your first order, enter promo code MLB to get that first order free. They're going to ship it to you in a discreet packaging. And so you will be ready Whenever you need it. Bluechew.com. Enter promo code MLB. Bluechew is the better 
cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast. So back to this thought about Trevor Bauer in the offseason. I've seen a lot of takes out there on the wonderful Twitter.com. Some folks talking about maybe the Reds can flip Trevor Bauer for a bat. And maybe they can sign Alex Wood on the cheap. There are going to be a lot of free agent starting pitchers out there on the market this offseason. Maybe they trade Trevor Bauer and sign one of them. I don't know. I don't think so. And here's the deal with that. Here's my thought on the whole flipping Trevor Bauer for a bat. The Reds would be trading him at the absolute lowest point in his value. So what exactly will they be getting back in return? Because, don't forget, he's arbitration eligible. He can't be non-tendered. So whoever is getting him is going to have to pick up a lot of cash. So you're automatically writing off a lot of teams that don't see themselves as contenders next season. Then you're looking at teams that are contending next season. And Trevor Bauer being what he has been these past couple of months has shown them that maybe there's a chink in his armor. Maybe there's something to worry about. And if the Reds, who, you know, maybe rehab is a little bit of a weird word to use, but for the lack of a better term, fixed. Sonny Gray, Robert Stevenson, guys like that. If they can, if Derek Johnson can do that with those guys, what about Trevor Bauer can he not fix? So why am I trading for him? So I don't I just don't see the idea of trading him for a bat. I think he gets better during the offseason. He has an offseason to go back into his lab, you know, uh they they talk about he he has a complex that he works out of down in Texas that um I forget what the nickname was for it in the MVP machine book, but um, he goes there every offseason to work on stuff. Now he's also going to have Derek Johnson to help him out. I think he's going to come back super strong and ready to go next season. But when it comes to that idea, not in on it at all. I'm writing Trevor Bauer into the rotation as of right now for next year. Now, there are a lot of things we're going to get to as far as ideas for the Reds to improve the team in the offseason. Because there is a generous amount of work to do. It's not as if they have to completely remake the team. They've got some core pieces in place. And they're kind of hoping for an improvement from Joey Votto in some shape, way, shape, or form. They're kind of hoping to a return to health from Nick Senzel. Although that adds a new wrinkle in and of itself with him having to have surgery on that torn labrum in his shoulder, which is his throwing shoulder. So that does add a new wrinkle into the offseason plans because do the Reds go and get a second baseman and commit to Nick Senzel in center field? The thought is that he will have a full recovery. Now, I don't know exactly what that means for his throwing. I don't know that you want a guy with a damaged shoulder out there in center field trying to throw it from center field to third base I just or at home plate. I just, I just don't know if that's a thing, if they can fully repair it to where that's not uh, a worry. So if that's the case, maybe they go out and they get a center fielder. Now, there's not a ton of those out there on the market. I did look and see there is the potential for the Pirates, Starling Marte, to be a free agent. Now, the Pirates do have a club option that they could pick up on him, so they may keep him. 
next year. Who knows what the Pirates are going to be next year, though, man. They are in shambles. And, and I thought for a moment about talking about the Felipe Vasquez story as uh, today and why the Pirates suck. But you know what? As much as we love to hate the Pirates here on the Lockdown Reds podcast, that has nothing to do with the Pirates. That has everything to do with Felipe Vasquez just being a terrible human being. And they did the right thing and they got rid of him. Just, I, I, I'm glad to see that at least they handled that the right way. But from an outsider's perspective, the Pirates got a lot of work to do, man. They might blow everything up. Who knows? So Starling Marte may be out there. He may be an option for the Reds in center field. That can move Nixon Zell back to second base. And he kind of killed two birds with one stone there. As far as you, now you don't have to worry about acquiring a second baseman. Maybe you can go and you can sign a shortstop. Didi Gregorius may be available, although there are thoughts that the Yankees will extend a qualifying offer to him and that if that were to happen, that he would accept it. So his free agency is not a foregone conclusion at this point. And that leaves the idea of maybe Freddie Galvis or Jose Iglesias returning to the team. And I'm not going to get into all that. We have talked about that ad nauseum. We'll see how that all plays out. They might be able to make a trade or two, you know, who knows. We'll see how the front office can swing all of that. But then I also look, and of course our good, okay, I say good friend. We really have only talked about him as a rumor, maybe coming to the Reds. I'd love it to be if he could be a good friend, but Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon has had almost an MVP-like season. He's going to be a free agent, but he's going to be a highly coveted free agent. Now, as a fan that wants the Reds to go all in, this is a perfect indicator that the Reds are going all in if they just shove all their chips on the table and say, Anthony Rendon, we want you to come to Cincinnati. The only problem is I kind of see the Nationals doing that, and I kind of see the Texas Rangers doing that. So who he picks out of those three, I don't know. I'm not sure how that all plays out. And then, as I mentioned, the starting pitcher market will be flooded. There's going to be a lot of them on the market, which may mean that leaves the door open for a late offseason reuniting with Alex Wood on a deal that maybe is a bit cheaper than it would be if they held on to him and you know, or, you know gave him a qualifying offer or something like that. Maybe they can sign him for what he's making right now or maybe a little bit less. And then you'll also have Kevin Gosman as I kind of figure that they're going to non-tender him. I don't see them keeping him through arbitration and giving him a massive raise to be nothing more than a bullpen arm or six-man-in-the-rotation type guy when they've already got a few of them on the team. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then the, the relief market, I don't know. That's something that we can debate quite a bit during this offseason is do you pay – for relievers because they did pretty well with Jared Hughes and David Hernandez last year. I don't know if we want to look too much into this season as to how those guys did, but if you can get a guy on a one-year deal that's not too terrible, that could be intriguing. But I think they may explore that on the trade market or who knows how they attack the bullpen, but that is definitely an area of need for them. One other guy that I was thinking about, and, and I looked further into him, I don't think he needs to be a priority. I don't think he needs to be a first target. But an interesting name to keep an eye on for the Reds 
is Mike Moustakis. If he is out there on the free agency, and now there is a mutual option with the Brewers that he could pick up and he won't even be available, but if he is available, he provides some position flexibility, split time between second base and third base, and so he could defensively fill in at second base. On the batting side, it's been interesting because his isolated power is way up compared to his career numbers. Like this year, his ISO is 260, and his career ISO is 190. So that means he's hitting the ball harder than ever. Now, that's there is a lot of players that can say that this past season. The power uptick has been across the board in Major League Baseball. But his is pretty significant. I mean, a 70-point increase is nothing to just say, well, that's just because of the ball. I don't think so. I think there's – we'll have to see if that's sustainable. So I think he's going to command a decent amount of money. I don't know. He's a guy that I would keep an eye on. But I also wouldn't be super sad if the Reds lost out because they got outbid. He's not a guy that I think the Reds need to just – sign a, you know, write a blank check and hand it over to him. Just somebody worth looking at. Anyway, we've got a long time to talk about all that good stuff. The rest of this week, we're taking a look. Tomorrow, we're going to take a look at the Brewers series, the final series of Marty Brenneman's career as the Reds play-by-play guy. Kind of a little bit of a bummer just saying that, but we're going to talk about that. Going to preview Sonny Gray's matchup on Tuesday night. And just, uh, you know, finish out the season strong. Hopefully, the Reds will too. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're on. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And hit us up on the Locked on Reds line at 513-549-0159. For the Locked on Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.